Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is our number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Josh Applebaum out in Boston filling in for Michael Lombardi. Still to come this hour in 30 minutes, Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata, will join us. TG on fire. His best bet yesterday hit. I'll have a story on that one coming up in the next segment. But joining us right now to start hour number two, Josh Klein, editor-in-chief of the Riot Report, talking all things Carolina Panthers. Josh does a great job out there with the coverage on the Carolina Panthers. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh Klein Rules. Josh, we appreciate you taking time out of your morning to discuss the Panthers, who jumped to the front of the line in terms of storylines here this NFL offseason, trading up for the number one overall pick on Friday as of right now, the betting market over at BetMGM has C.J. Stroud minus 300 to be the first overall pick. Would you say there's a 75% chance or greater that Stroud ends up being the pick at one? I think as we stand today, uh, first of all, thanks for having me, obviously. But uh, I think as we stand today, C.J. is probably the, the best bet. That being said, you know, the Panthers have not seen Bryce Young throw the ball in real life. Obviously, they, they went, they did their due diligence. Scott Fitterer was at. Alabama games. Uh, he, he went to see CJ play. Um, he said, went to see Will Levis play. He, he has seen all the top guys, including Anthony Richardson. So I think that once they, after this Alabama pro day comes around, there might be a little bit more Bryce young noise, but I think ultimately this is a team that this trade was driven by the owner, by David Tepper, who has is sick of seeing the veteran QB carousel that he himself kind of started a few years ago when he wanted to move on from Teddy Bridgewater but when you're the owner, you get to make those kind of decisions. And he wanted to, he wants to start over with a rookie quarterback. And I think they feel like CJ Stroud is the guy that maybe has that, uh, the highest floor. And even though his ceiling might not be as high as somebody say like Anthony Richardson, somebody like CJ Stroud can come in and make them competitive immediately as soon as next year. And in a week NFC and a week NFC South, this is a uh, team that does feel uh, at least inside that building. To, to make some noise in the NFC fairly quickly. 
Oh, looks like we'll try to reconnect here with Josh as uh, he's getting some a couple of tech difficulties here. But uh, it's interesting, though, Josh, that uh, that C.J. Stroud has come to the surface here being the most polished guy. And the way I look at this thing is that he probably checks the most boxes in terms of production and prototypical size as to why he might be the guy that Frank Reich and that Panthers uh, brass targets. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Femi. And again, what what did he do in the uh, the college football playoff? He had a great game there uh, in his last game there against Georgia. Probably almost should have taken him down. And if you're looking for a showcase game, you couldn't have uh, couldn't have left a better impression based on your last game there. So Stroud, to me, and again, it's not my opinion. Just look at what the betting market's doing, Femi. Stroud went from a, a dog here to be the first uh, number one pick and first quarterback selected. You could have gotten him like plus three hundred about a week ago. As soon as that trade went down, I was actually with my fiance at Costco, Femi, and I'm like, okay, let me immediately. <laughs> Immediately pop open my app and figure out who is now the new number one pick because that's going to tell you who they th you know gave up all this draft capital to go and get and it was CJ Stroud moving to minus 300 so it looks to me based on the market that Stroud's their guy I'm just curious how much did they give up if he's your guy for the future I don't think you worry about all this capital but if I'm a Bears fan I like Justin Fields anyway you get a ton of these picks I think it's a good move for the Bears and again if Stroud's the guy you know betting market at least is, is hinting in that direction it looks like we've reconnected with Josh Klein, editor-in-chief of the Riot Report. Josh, we were talking about that top overall pick. You think that as of right now, it could be C.J. Stroud. Friday, I saw the report, and it was Adam Schefter on ESPN saying that maybe David Tepper, the owner, likes Bryce Young, and it could be the head coach, Frank Reich, who likes C.J. Stroud. Ultimately, who do you think will be making this decision? Is this going to come down from ownership, or do you think it'll be Frank Reich and then the general manager, Scott Fitterer, making this decision at one? Uh, I, I think that David Tepper obviously was somebody that drove this, uh, drove the trade itself. But he, I, I would hope that he is smart enough to let guys like Frank Reich and Scott Fitterer, especially after uh, the mistake that he made with Matt Rule, to let Frank Reich make this decision. I think uh, ultimately David Tepper wants whoever is going to fit, put the most butts in the seats at Bank of America Stadium and actually turn this team into a winner. The David Tepper has not been the owner of the Carolina Panthers during a winning season as of yet, this team has been bad under his regime, bad to terrible under his regime. So I, I think he wants to win. He wants to win quickly. So I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he drives, if he puts his, uh, if he puts his, his opinion into the, into the, into that decision, but ultimately he should be letting Frank Reich and Scott Fitterer drive this bus uh, to determine who they're going to be the next quarterback of the future. Josh, I know it's hard to bet, you know, NFL, uh, you know, props here too early. Obviously, so much uh, has to be, you know, shaken out here in terms of the draft. Free agency is coming up next week. But I just pulled up uh, some odds here to win that division, the NFC South. And it's kind of wide open. I love your thoughts here. We have the favorite, the New Orleans Saints. You bring in, uh, obviously, Carr as your quarterback here. Uh, your Carolina Panthers, plus 200. You're waiting on who that quarterback will be. Probably a rookie here. Obviously, you've given up a lot of draft capital. What do they have? They gave up DJ Moore as well. So what will his supporting cast be, no matter who that QB is? Then you have the Falcons, plus 380. Then the Bucks, plus 500. No more Tom Brady. So there's no minus number here, Josh. All these are plus money numbers here. Based on these projections, who do you like as of right now and maybe projecting later in the summer what these teams might do in free agency? Do any of these teams catch your eye here to win that NFC South? I think immediately you have to kind of consider the Saints the odds-on favor only because they have the best quarterback in the NFC South. And not only that, they're kind of the only team with their quarterback situation settled uh, as of today um, in early March. You know, when we get to April, May, June, things are going to change. The Panthers are going to have – they're probably going to sign either Sam Darnold or Jacoby Brissett next week when free agency opens. 
and then uh, obviously draft a quarterback with that number one pick. So I think it's really a two-horse race. I mean, the, the Falcons, I don't know what they're doing down there when they declared themselves out of the Lamar Jackson race immediately. They seem to be very satisfied rolling with Desmond Ritter, uh, who showed pretty much nothing last year. And I know Arthur Smith has this, like, offensive genius. They have a lot of talent around on that offensive side of the ball. But ultimately, if they don't get a new quarterback in there, uh, I, I just can't see them being that successful. And then the Bucks are uh, are smack dab at the beginning of what is likely going to be a long rebuild after they kind of mortgage themselves to win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. But ultimately, you know what? It's probably worth it to them. They brought a ring. They, they've yeah. got to raise that flag. And now if you go one in, one in 16 two years later, does anybody really care? I mean, that team was given away ticket, couldn't give away tickets uh, four years ago. And then all of a sudden they're the talk of the NFL. We're speaking with Josh Klein, editor-in-chief of the Riot Report, talking all things Carolina Panthers. And you mentioned that the Bucks are hitting the reset button. But could the same be said for the Carolina Panthers? Moving up to one was very expensive. You trade away DJ Moore, one of the playmakers on that offense, obviously traded Christian McCaffrey last year to the 49ers. Do you expect this team to be active in free agency? Or is this, all right, let's reset the deck, we'll get our QB at number one, and then we'll try to build around him maybe a year from now? Like, How do you see them heading into this offseason and what they might do free agency-wise and also in the draft? Well, you know, this is a team that fired their coach halfway through or early in the season last year. They have a brand new coaching staff. Uh, they have they traded away two of their three best players, as you said. They have a young defense. They have their cupboard is completely bare in terms of skill position players, and they have the number one pick in the draft. So, uh, from an outside perspective, I'm not sure that you could argue that they're doing anything but rebuilding. But ultimately, inside that building. David Tepper does not think that this team needs to rebuild. He thinks that they can compete immediately. So it would not surprise me if they went out and they spent some money in free agency. And you look at what they have on the books in 2024, they have no dead cap or no dead money. They have over like $140 million worth of, of cap space. So they have some room to operate over the next two years. I think you're going to see Frank Wright churn this roster, turn it into a roster that he likes. Hopefully CJ Stroud or Bryce Young uh, whoever that quarterback is going to be of the future is going to show something next year to where they set themselves up to be really ready to compete in 2024. But it would not surprise me if they did make some moves next week to shore up whether it's the safety position. They're also switching from a 4-3 to a 3-4 under, uh, under new defensive coordinator, Adiro Rivera. So they need to make a lot of changes on that defensive line and on that front seven. So I think you're going to see this team make a lot of moves, maybe not big, huge, splashy moves, but I do think there's going to be a lot of roster change in Carolina uh, over the next couple months. Josh, based on the betting odds, it looks like it's going to be C.J. Stroud. I mean, the market isn't always right, but most of the time it is. We have seen Stroud now minus 300, but I'm kind of thinking about the NBA draft a little bit. I got burned because I really thought Jabari Smith was going to be the guy. If you remember, Woj said it's going to be Jabari Smith, and then, you know, the last day was Paolo Bancaro and the Magic make that pick. What I'm thinking here is if it's not Stroud, and again, the betting market thinks that it is minus 300, but what about Anthony Richardson? This is a guy that really popped at the combine, you know, comparisons to Cam Newton, big, strong guy, athletic, kind of the, the running and throwing style of the new style of quarterback here. Uh, he's plus 450 to be drafted first overall. He's not expected to be that first overall pick, but if your owner gets involved, that to me is a scary thing. You should probably leave it to the football people. Is there any chance that you just fall in love with Richardson and is Richardson in play here? I noticed in that ESPN article, they said, you know, Carolina may even trade back if they like two guys equally here. So your thoughts on Richardson and if it isn't Stroud, who's probably the next guy? 
So, first of all, my impression is that they they do like Richardson, obviously, but at that number one pick, I, I'm not. They don't really value him at that level. I think if they had stayed at nine, or maybe they trade up to three or four, maybe Richardson would have been in play. But I think they went up to one with the thought that they wanted Bryce Young, they wanted C.J. Stroud, they didn't want to be stuck with the fourth guy off the board or the third guy off the board and have a project. Because again, David Tepper is not going to be willing to wait for three to four years for Anthony Richardson to hit his ceiling. And Samir Suleiman, who has a big voice in that, he's their salary cap guru. He he has really made a lot of strides in that front office. He is not really a combine guy. He's very much more of a tape guy. He has even said, he just did an interview last week with a local Fox station where he said, you cannot take too much into the combine. So it's just not a thing that you can really, uh, that you can base your opinion on. You have to look at the tape. So I think for this uh, Panthers team, they're looking at uh, Bryce Young if it's not going to be C.J. Stroud. He is Josh Klein, editor-in-chief of the Riot Report. Great info, Josh. We'll talk to you soon, I'm sure, before now in the draft. All right, we'll be back with more on the Lombardi line here. This is VCN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Josh Applebaum. We just had Josh Klein in the last segment from 
the Riot Report editor-in-chief covering the Carolina Panthers. Interesting team, obviously, with them moving up to the number one overall pick in this spring's NFL draft. They will be the talk of the town until we find out who they like. Uh, we all think it's C.J. Stroud, but with draft betting, you can't assume. You, you got to wait for the info <laughs> to start to come out before you really take that full plunge in making those bets. Uh, coming up in the next segment, by the way, Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata. We'll talk some college hoops with TG. Speaking of TG, he gave out as the best bet yesterday, Josh, of <laughs> over in the Kent State Toledo game, over 149 and a half, I believe it was. And we were talking about it during yesterday's show. And I was looking at the market here in Vegas, and I saw 148 and a half over our friends at the Westgate. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll tell TG on this, so play a little <laughs> over in a, in, in, a, in a conference tournament championship game. I go out to dinner with my family last night. I had, I had not seen the score. Luckily, they had the game up in the restaurant that we went to. And I walk in, and I have over 148 and a half, and it's like 90-something to 70. I was like, hey, thanks, TG. <laughs> Appreciate the winner, man. I had no idea. So it made dinner that much better. But uh, TG will hopefully have his best bet coming up in the next segment. you want to stick around for that. But, Josh, let's talk some, some football here. Because uh, last segment we were talking about the number one overall pick. But I think what everybody's wondering Either today, tomorrow, by the new league year on Wednesday, when might this Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets thing become official? Rodgers had a celebrity flag football tournament out in Orange County earlier this weekend, and he caught up with the guys of the I Am Athlete podcast, Brandon Marshall being one of them, to discuss when he might make his ultimate decision. How was it meeting Woody Johnson? How was that meeting? Oh, that was, that was, you know, it's, it's always interesting meeting important figures in the sport. Um, yeah, it's always interesting. That's all I'm giving you. I'm just there now. That's all I'm giving you. Hey, Rod. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. How Stay long tuned. we gotta wait? Well, I think it won't be long. There's a, there's a there's a time there's a time limit for all this. <laughs> that video, of course, courtesy of the I Am Athlete podcast. But what do you make of that? I mean, Rogers says that stay tuned. We've been tuned in for about a month, buddy. Uh, let's decide here. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Femi. So I'll put this in the bucket of the NBAization of the NFL in terms of these star players who love the spotlight, who love the attention. To me, Aaron Rodgers is just frustrating to to take to, to, to kind of track and try to listen to. I think this is a guy that kind of saw what happened with Tom Brady, changing teams, and will he, won't he? Remember we went through this with Brett Favre many years ago. Mm -hmm. That was kind of your, our first run-in with uh, kind of, the, you know, will he, won't he, or what will he do? So to me, it's just frustrating. It's almost like Kyrie in terms of, like, what is he saying? Is it cryptic? Is it real? So I'm just not into the Rodgers saga at all. I know a lot of people <laughs> find it interesting. I want no part of it. I just think it's annoying that he just is all about the spotlight and to me it's just not something that i'm like on pins and needles about but i would say femi from the betting market which again is the great equalizer we just talked about the move to uh, cj stroud one overall look at these odds here to win the super bowl if you look at the sixth best odds femi mm -hmm. tied with the cowboys are the new york jets the jets 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 sixth overall best odds at plus 1400 the only reason they're plus 1400 is because of the speculation that Rodgers is going to join the Jets. Now we saw the owner uh, Woody uh, Johnson there flies his uh, private plane out to California to try to get Rodgers to join. To me, we're going to see what happens here. I think the Packers are done with Rodgers. If you listen to their GM and kind of the way they're talking about him, it's almost like they moved into a past tense, like Rodgers was. And they're really turning the page here, and I think uh, deservedly so. And maybe you should have done it a year before, uh, a year, you know, a year last year. Uh, Bill Belichick's always a year uh, too early versus a year too late. 
To me here, Femi, it's probably going to be going to the Jets. The market has moved to the Jets. Uh, but I am just not like refreshing my Twitter every two seconds to see what Rogers do. He, he do what he do what you want to do. He came out of his, uh, his, his darkness retreat. Let's see what happens. But I think the betting market is saying eventually he is going to become a New York jet. You know, it's funny that you bring up president Mark Murphy of the green Bay Packers, who was asked about Aaron Rodgers recently at, at a girls high school basketball game. And he made it seem like they're kind of done with him. Here's the clip of Mark Murphy talking about uh, which will likely be his former MVP quarterback. Um, it's kind of that happens in our game. You know, nobody, very few players play for only one team. Uh, and, you know, obviously Brett had a great career. Aaron had a great career here. And uh, regardless of what happens, you know, Aaron will be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He'll be in our Hall of Fame and we'll bring him back or retire his number. And, uh, but this is just one of the things that you go through as a team. And, uh, you know, again, we want to try to achieve something that's, Good for both uh, Aaron and us. You know, it's interesting hearing that clip because we've seen reports from Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network saying that the compensation is not done between the Packers and the Jets for a trade package to send Rodgers over to New York. But when you hear Mark Murphy talk, and I don't know Mark Murphy from Adam, but <laughs> I would imagine that he's a semi-smart guy given the position that he's in. I, I guess that this compensation is done because he's not talking like this if they're still negotiating because he's pretty much saying, hey, yeah, I mean, he'll come back to the Hall of Fame and all that stuff, <laughs> but uh, we wish him all the best of luck because essentially paraphrasing what he said there, it sounds like the ball is just strictly in Aaron Rodgers' court and whenever he decides to ultimately come up with whatever contract restructuring he wants to do with the Jets is when this thing will officially be announced. I think you're totally right, Femi. I agree with you. And again, the key uh, thing there that you got to listen closely to is the past tense. Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. had a great career at Green Bay. He will be in our Hall of Fame. When you're talking about a player that's under contract, you know, for your team and you're talking in past tense, to me, that's just a tell, a sign that they've already moved on from Aaron Rodgers. You're just hammering out all the details here. You've seen the Jets restructure uh, a bunch of contracts here, Femi, to clear up their salary cap. Uh, so that they can bring in Aaron Rodgers. The other thing with Rodgers is that he's making a ton of money. I think he's like 59 million this year, yep. but it's only a short two-year thing, Femi. It's not like you know Deshaun Watson, like five years, 250 million. It's just a it's a it's a big bite at the apple, but it's a short time frame. So I think that makes it a little bit easier to get this thing done. You got to make the money work. Obviously, the salary cap. It's not a hard cap like the other leagues. You can kind of maneuver it in different ways to make it work. I think it's about Rodgers. The compensation to me, if you're Woody Johnson in the Jets, I don't think you get on a plane and go visit Rodgers, which is very rare, Femi. I, I really don't remember many owners, you know, going to, you know, get down on their hands and knees and, you know, beg a player to join their team. That doesn't happen very often. So I think Woody Johnson obviously is desperate for the Jets to be relevant again. You, you swung and missed with Zach Wilson. It looks like maybe he turns it around, but that looks like a bust. I don't think Johnson and his and his team gets on a plane to California unless they feel like this thing is kind of in the bag. So what's it going to be? I, I doubt a first-round pick with all the money, maybe a second-round pick and a player. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens here. But to me, it, it's on Rodgers to give the final say-so, and then, of course, finalizing the details in the trade. You know, because this thing has been so drawn out, I'm not even sure if we're going to see much of a market move whenever this officially gets announced because you talked about how the Jets are already 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl plus 850 to win the AFC. I mean, how much further can it go here? I mean, because you already have the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals ahead of them. Do you see this being a situation where maybe the Jets and the Bills are almost co favorites in the AFC East? Like, once they get Rodgers, how do you feel about this Jets team? Yeah, so you mentioned here, Femi, in terms of the, uh, the AFC East. 
just dialed up the odds here. The Bills are still your favorite, plus 100. Remember, they're, I think, minus 200 last year. So the Jets, as of right now, are your second favorite, plus 225. You got Miami, plus 425. And then my lowly New England Patriots here, Femi, <laughs> for our crowd here in Boston with the Patriots, yeah, buddy. Uh, plus 650. So I think that's kind of the domino effect here of, you know, what if Rodgers comes to the AFC East? Tua's option just got picked up. You're still hearing rumors about Tom Brady maybe playing this game. Will he, won't he? I know he's busy adopting a kitten here for his daughter, uh, Femi, <laughs> but there are ties to Miami. He's still in Florida. Will that happen? Who knows? That's kind of infuriating as well. So I think it's great news for the Jets to bring in Rodgers. I think also this is a guy who's got a lot of opinions. The tabloids and the media can be very cutthroat in New York. Get your popcorn ready. I think you're going to have a very interesting year here in terms of interviews and, and, and kind of how the uh, the back pages of these tabloids treat Rodgers. If all goes well and they win, I think it's all going to go fine here. But uh, again, you're going from Green Bay, kind of the nice Midwestern people to kind of the mean New Yorkers. I think that could be a kind of a reality check for Rodgers. But uh, it's just bad news for my Patriots uh, here, Femi. If, if it's Mac Jones against uh, Allen and maybe Brady, Tua, now Rodgers, this is going to be a tough year for, for the Pats. And for those who don't remember, it was this day last year when Tom Brady decided to unretire after 40 days. So uh, happy Tom Brady unretirement day. Uh, I guess it's the one-year <laughs> anniversary. I don't know if we're going to see that again this year. People keep talking about it with the Dolphins and all that such. But, I mean, just please don't put us through another one of these things here. Last point on Rodgers, though. You talked about how the New York media is going to be very uh, – it can be a little contentious uh, with people when they don't perform. The Jets players love him. They're, they're campaigning for him. Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall. I mean, they're, they're on social media like pretty much saying, hey, come on down to the New York Jets and, and this recruiting thing. We'll see if it's successful when Rodgers ultimately decides to play for Gang Green. All right, on the other side, Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata. We'll join the show talking college hoops. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guys feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Josh Applebaum filling in for Michael Lombardi here on this Selection Sunday. And to help us get ready for the games that are about to tip off here in a matter of moments, we bring in our guy, you know him, you love him, Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata in Atlantic City. I love Thomas after yesterday, TG <laughs> gave out the winner with the over in Toledo and Kent State over 148 and a half. Thomas, I was talking about it in the last segment. I went to dinner with my family, went and they had the TV on at, at the restaurant, and I walk in, and this thing is flowing over the total. You said this is going to be played in the 150s. How about 171, buddy? Yeah, yeah I wasn't expecting <laughs> it to get that high, but uh, we'll take it, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it, it was a, a rocking chair winner in the MAC Conference Tournament Championship game as Kent State goes ahead and gets the 93-78 win. But let's talk about today's games, though, Thomas. The SEC Championship, Texas A&M, Alabama, the Tide, Five-point favorites total, 145.5. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? 
Yeah, uh, Texas A&M didn't have uh, much trouble in the semifinals yesterday, and uh, A&M at Vanderbilt beat pretty much from the start there. Bama faced a bit stiffer test, uh, but uh, one going away in their game. Now, now these two closed the regular season together last Saturday with A&M winning 67-61. Now, the outcome of this game today won't matter much for seeding for the NCAA tournament. The Tide are pretty much guaranteed a number one seed. And the Aggies will more than likely be a very popular three seed. Uh, Buzz Williams, though, has done a great job turning this season around for, for Texas A&M. They, they started out the season six and five, playing their non-conference schedule, but really gained their footing when they started conference play. They played solid defense. They do give up a ton of threes, but they're certainly above average at defending them. Alabama, we know, loves to shoot from three. We'll see if they have uh, more success hitting them than they did a little over a week ago when they shot only 7 of 36 from beyond the arc against the Aggies. Both teams shot rather poorly in that one. So I certainly expect more points today. I would lean towards the over here. We've seen some movement actually in the total in this game. Mm. Uh, You know, opened around 145. It got as high as 146.5 in some spots. Now it's kind of sitting around 145.5. So uh, there's been a little bit of movement on the total this morning. But I, I would lean towards the over here. TG, it's great to talk to you. I always get excited when they ask me to guess host Lombardi line, and we got TG segments coming. So uh, great job yesterday making Femi look good. I heard Femi picked up the entire tab for his big dinner <laughs> oh, with his family, oh. thanks to TG. <laughs> so go give TG a little bit of juice on that one uh, here, Femi. But uh, TG, a couple games I just want to hit on with you. Next one uh, that's up on your list here, Memphis and Houston. Obviously, Houston, best team in the country. They're on, they're on plus 550, favorite to cut down the nets here. But what are you seeing in this game right now, TG? Because based on our data at, at Beeson.com, we're seeing Houston as the public play, makes sense, top-ranked team getting around 65% of bets. But we started the show, it was around uh, Houston minus six. I'm seeing, I'm seeing right now, uh, TG, some books drop to five and a half here. So are you taking any action here on Memphis? Uh, is your number here around this number? I did notice Ken Palm has Houston by eight. So Ken Palm's a little more bullish on Houston. But uh, your thoughts on Houston cutting down the nets and then this line here today? Yeah, so I, I make this game six. Uh, and, you know, this is basically is the third time the charm here for Memphis. They haven't beat Houston in two previous attempts this season. But they've taken the money in both those games. When uh, they were a 14-point dog, they lost by eight. Then they were a four-and-a-half-point dog, lost by two. Uh, These two teams know each other very well. But two things that I think could have a big impact here today on this Houston program. First is a rather sad one. Kelvin Sampson, coach there for the Houston Cougars, dealing with some uh, personal tragedy. His twin sister passed away on Friday. And this was just announced, though, after the game yesterday. And a lot of people were saying the coach didn't see Mike himself before the news was known. So, uh, secondly, you saw in that game yesterday, Marcus Sasser, who's so important to this team, averages 17.5 points per game, uh, shoots just under 39% from three. He's questionable for this game. He's going to be a game-time decision. Missed most of the game yesterday after injuring his groin when he slipped. Um, now Memphis would obviously love to send Houston out of the conference here with a loss as Houston departs the conference to move to the big 12 next year. Um, and as you mentioned, Josh Houston, obviously the favorite to win the NCAA tournament, but I can't stress enough how important Sasser is to this team. They have depth, but he is the leader and they will need him healthy when they start their quest for the NCAA title. 
so he, that he's a big piece. We need to keep an eye on his health here uh, moving forward for them. We're speaking with Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata. Thomas, the Big Ten title game, Penn State and Purdue, Boilermakers, seven and a half point favorites, total 134 and a half. Do you think the Nittany Lions have enough gas left in the tank to hang with the Boilermakers? Yeah, that's the question. Uh, Penn State surprising quite a few people yesterday with that win over Indiana, and now they get the top of the Big Ten class here in Purdue. Um, the Nittany Lions, led by six foot four senior Jalen Pickett, he, he does so much for this offense. Not only does he score, but he's tremendous at distributing the basketball. Uh, the issue for Penn State, I think, is going to be on defense and who's going to be able to defend Zach Eady. And there doesn't really seem to be anyone on that roster who's capable of doing that. You know, in the two prior matchups this season that Purdue won rather easily, Eady had big games, and I don't see why he wouldn't have another one today. Uh, now, now, Penn State has definitely played their way into the NCAA tournament. Coach Shrewsbury's name is now being thrown around in relation to the Georgetown coaching search. But And there's something to be said for a team playing with momentum. Uh, and the Nittany Lions definitely have it right now. But when you look at some of the underlying metrics, I think Penn State is due for some letdown. So that leads me to think that this team, that I wouldn't really look to back them this week coming up in the NCAA tournament. I, I do lean Purdue here covering the number today. Uh, but Penn State is not a team that I would really look to uh, at least the way that they're currently playing, I think, is a little bit beyond um, beyond them. So maybe look for some regression in the uh, early round of the tournament. TG, obviously it's a huge day for college basketball betters and fans. Selection Sunday, big day at VEASAN, big day at the Sportsbook. Take us beyond the book. What's it like for betters who really don't know behind the scenes here at the Borgata, which is one of my favorite books to visit? Like, do you guys have your power ratings ready to go? Are you like us waiting for the brackets to be unveiled and the matchups to be set? And then you're posting your numbers. Take us behind the book. And then also, you know, do you get money immediately when these uh, when these lines are posted? Are sharps waiting on these numbers and hoping for a kind of a soft number? Obviously, your limits are low to protect yourself. But what will your, what will your day be like today, TG? Yeah, good questions, Josh. One, yes, I mean, we have our power ratings. I mean, they're pretty much set at this point. And, again, the only thing that really would affect them would be, you know, a key injury uh, to to someone who's important to one of these top programs, you know, uh, that, that are playing today. So uh, we're just waiting for the brackets to be announced. Uh, you pretty much have numbers that uh, you can plug and play at that point and post. And then you let the market take it from there. I mean, uh, all you're doing is posting the openers, and then you're you're letting uh, the the betters on to uh, to shape that number in the coming days, tonight and the coming days. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you definitely have people who are excited uh, tonight that they're uh, they're waiting for those numbers to to pop up on the boards, and then they'll uh, they'll head to the counter and, and make their plays. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not a uh, difficult process uh, tonight. You're you're really just waiting for the committee to announce the pairings. And then uh, you're you're putting in your your numbers and deciding what you're going to open with, and then you're posting it. Thomas, we got about 45 seconds left. Is there a team that's going to be seated as a top four seed that you're looking to fade once the bracket comes out? Um, a top four seed. Uh, that's a that's a good question. I I don't know necessarily a top four seed that I would be looking to, to fade at this point. Um, I, I think UCLA certainly obviously has some injury uh, issues there. And 
they could be one that I think you, but again, I, their experience lends me to lead the, me to, to think that they're going to go pretty far here, uh, injury or no injuries, um, just the, the coaching experience and the experience on that team. So uh, really for the top four seeds, no, there's not anyone that stands out that I would say is I would be looking to fade right away. Should be fun when the brackets get unveiled later on this evening out on the East Coast and afternoon for us here on the West Coast. He is Thomas Gable, race and sports book director over at the Borgata. Thomas, all the best of luck coming up with the bracket unveiling and your guys' openers, and we'll talk soon. All right, thank you so much, guys. Good stuff there from Thomas. We'll wrap up the show on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line presented by MGM. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out here at the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Josh Applebaum in Boston filling in for one Michael Lombardi who's making his way across the country. He says he'll be in Vegas on Tuesday. We'll hold Lombardi to that as he's making his way out west here. But uh, thank you to all of our guests earlier in the show, Tim Murray, Beeson Primetime, and the College Basketball Betting Podcast. He will also be on Betting the Brackets, which starts 7 o'clock Eastern time here on Beeson. Tim Murray, Adam Burke, and Matt Humans will kick off that coverage there as we give you the betting analysis as the brackets get unveiled. Thank you to Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN Senior NBA Analyst and host of the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. Thank you to Josh Klein, Editor-in-Chief of the Riot Report. He came on and discussed some Carolina Panthers talk with us. And, of course, thank you to our guy Thomas Gable, Race and Sportsbook Director at the Borgata. He came on in the last segment, gave us some insights on today's games. But, Josh, before we go any further, let's get to our pro tip here for the show. And it came via Tim Murray, who we asked about how he kind of tackles betting March Madness. Once those openers start to come out, it can be a little overwhelming. But Tim had this tip for our viewers of maybe outline some teams that you have in a pot that you kind of want to fade or teams that you want to bet on and look to those lines first before you tackle the entire card. Yeah, I think it's a great pro tip here, Femi. And this is one of the great parts of VEASAN of where, you know, hey, every single guest that we bring on can give you a little nugget of information that hopefully you can file away and help you cash a bet later. So I'm right here with Tim. You know, my style here would be looking at once the bracket is unveiled, the early moves. And one thing I really like to look at, Femi, is like overreaction. So if you see a team open like minus seven, let's say, they're a huge public play between now and the first round and they get up all the way up to minus nine. Like those are the teams that I like to go against and buy low on an inflated spot and go contrarian because this is the best time to bet against the public. You have an influx of public betting now, much more so compared to the regular season. So if you see like a dog that's only getting 20% of bets, those hazmat dogs that no one wants to touch Femi hmm. and you're getting two points or more off the opener. That's been a pretty good system to buy low. They open plus seven, you buy low, take them plus nine as long as they're an unpopular bet. But along Tim's uh, lines here, I think it's important. We touched on a couple of these teams. I'll be looking to bet against Texas coming off this big win here against Kansas. I'll be looking to bet against Duke. They're the hottest team in the country, but the analytics and Ken Palm, not very high on the Dukies here. The teams that we mentioned that I would like to bet on, and you mentioned this, Femi, very astutely, the teams that didn't that lost in those championship games. Like uh, looking at Kansas, I'm holding an 11 to one ticket on Kansas to win the to win the NCAA title. Uh, you're getting around eight to one now, but I think losing that that championship game yesterday to Texas, a little more added motivation here. Uh, and then also UCLA. I'm wary, as we mentioned before, about betting these Pac-12 teams. It's very rare. They don't really tend to make uh, too much noise here in the tournament in recent years, but the analytics love them. They have that pedigree. They have that leadership. They have that experience. So if you're getting, if you're giving me UCLA awful loss, you're giving me uh, Kansas awful loss. Those are the teams that I like to bet on. I think you're getting pretty good futures numbers right now with them. Yeah, UCLA number two right now in the Ken Palm rankings. So the analytics and the advanced metrics definitely love the Bruins here. Uh, but we do have some games that are going to tip off here momentarily. The final conference tournament games of this championship week. I know you wanted to start in the A-10 with Dayton and VCU. Yeah, for me, one thing that I love is late movement. I mentioned this before, but it's really important to me that when you're betting on sports, you're not just locking yourself in too early. You're letting the market evolve, and you're really leaning on late movement. And TG uh, you know, does a great job of, of talking about this on Lombardi Line and all the great odds makers that we have. But when you first drop a line and you put the number out there, the limits are low. So basically the odds makers are saying, hey, come bet our number, but we're not going to let you bet a million on an opener. You know, we want to kind of protect ourselves a little bit, let the market shape the number. Also, 
uh, you know, books that take in smart money or sharp action from respected betters. To me, that's always a, a smart move by the book because, yeah, sharps are going to win long t- uh, long term, but you want their insight. You want to know where the sharps, what they're on. Like, remember Billy Walters? We interviewed him at VEASAN for the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of odds makers, they feared his money, but they liked the fact that they kind of knew what a sharp guy like Billy Walters was on. So whole point being Femi, I love the late moves because that's when the limits are the highest and the big bets come in. So applying that to today's games, Dayton and VCU. Again, I've kind of gone back and forth on this one because early move, I liked VCU. They got all the way up to minus two and a half. Late movement, though, is coming Dayton. Dayton looks pretty, uh, looks like they're steaming right now, Femi. Game's at one o'clock. <laughs> We're only about an hour and 10 minutes away. But we started the show, VCU was laying two. Now it's down to one and a half. This line is going toward Dayton. I'd be leaning now, taking the points here with Dayton based on this contrarian play. And again, Dayton's only getting 34% of bets, yet the line's coming back in their favor. Then the other one, Femi, uh, Texas A&M. We started the show. That was They were getting around five and a half. Now A&M is down to five. I see some shops juiced up. I don't know if it's going to get to four and a half, but it's really trending back toward Texas A&M here. And then the one that, um, that TG talked about, Memphis and Houston. Another dog. I'm, a lot of dogs. Hope they bark today, Femi. Uh, but this line is going back toward Memphis. Uh, Houston at one point, I think we did the show, they were six. Now it's down to five and a half. So will, let, will every late move play, every late move win? No, of course not. But to me, it's always a good sign that like you get a six, it's down to five and a half late. You're feeling good. If you get a five and a half and it goes to six late, you're not going to feel good. But again, late movement, I really, really pay attention to. All aboard the steam train, buddy. Oh, Let's yeah. Do it. All Where's that graphic? Up. I heard we had a graphic before yeah. we get out of here. Let's go. They were Light showcasing that thing up. it earlier. <laughs> we, we need to see that. But before we go, before we sign off, we got to see the steam coming there. That's what we can officially oh, yeah. wrap up this, buddy. Uh, <laughs> the Ivy League, we haven't talked anything about the Ivy League. Throw the records out the window when Princeton and Yale get together. Yale three-point favorites, total 138.5. This game's about to tip off in less than 10 minutes. Anything for you with some late market movement here? So not a ton. This is your least heavily bet game of the day. It makes sense. You know, it's an early yeah. game. Not, yeah, <laughs> shockingly. So uh, all these kids are going to be, you know, venture capitalists and cure cancer. So uh, you're not really uh, too concerned about this one here from a betting public standpoint. It's still around three, three and a half. Hasn't really moved too much off Yale as the short favorite here. Femi, I would lean a little bit under here. You know, you have seen this total drop a little bit. It was around 140. Now you're down to around 138 and a half. Obviously, it's a neutral court. I lean unders in neutral courts just because it's unfamiliar sight lines and backdrops. And this is also going to be, uh, you know, second game in two days for these teams. So do you have some tired legs? Do you uh, and also the crunch time of, of a championship type game? You're going to use the shot clock. You're going to uh, not be, you know, you're going to be a little more conservative, maybe not want to turn it over. So I just in general, Femi, it's like, you know, NBA finals game seven, NHL, fi- NHL Stanley Cup game seven, these late championship games when you get to back to back you tend to see lower scoring matchups here. So my only angle there would be, I'd be leaning under 138 and a half with Yale and Princeton. We got a couple of minutes left here, Josh, and we have some tidbits that I think will be interesting for folks as they start to think about filling out their brackets or thinking about betting some futures. Once the paths are known for these teams and what they have to do to cut down the nets. Here's this interesting one. Only two teams have won the NCAA tournament at 25 to one odds or longer entering round one dating back to 1975. Those two teams, UConn in 2014, which I think breaks every single trend mold, they were 95 to 1. And then in 2012, uh, UConn in 2012 as well, when they were 25 to 1. So the last five champions entering round one were shorter than 10 to 1. So as much as there's madness, we kind of know who's good and who's capable of winning six games. I think it's a great point, Femi. And you also look at a lot of these winners here. I'm probably going to get this stat wrong, but it's something like you have to be 
I don't know, top 15 in both offensive efficiency and top 15 defensive efficiency. So uh, I think that's important too, because like when I'm betting on sports, I'm looking at what the market's doing now, but then also I like betting systems, go digging into the past. Like, are there little things you can pick up on that? Uh, hey, are going to bode well for you. So look at these teams. Now you can draw a line, pretty much Baylor Baylor's 25 to one. They're kind of on that bubble there of 25 to one uh, or better. You're going to lean on them versus betting against them. Again, we talked about some of these teams. I just think UConn Femi, I know we got to get out of here in a second. They're interesting to me. Uh, Ken Palm's got them five in the country. They're 17 to one. They got a couple big guys there. Uh, obviously that can really do damage in the, in the uh, NCAA tournament. And then Femi, you, did you know where I went to college Femi? Do you know this about me? You know where I graduated in 2009? I, I, I do not know. Where, where did you go? The great college, the University of Vermont, my friend. So oh, UVM the catamounts. Is going dancing. <laughs> I know. They, they, are they going to win it all? Definitely not. But can I get a plus six, plus seven in round one? The Cats, their ninth time in the last 20 years going dancing. So let's go UVM. Had to fit that in before we leave here. There we go. Shout out to UVM. Who can forget? Stor- uh, Sorenstein from the parking lot. Against, oh yeah, against Taylor Coppenrath. Yeah, that was, oh, that, I was a uh, I was a senior in high school, Femi, that year. That's how old I am. Oh, <laughs> uh, enjoy Selection Sunday, Josh. Enjoy Selection Sunday to all of our viewers. Once again, betting the bracket seven Eastern. Tim Murray, Matt Humans, Adam Burke will help you with all your bracket analysis once the bracket is unveiled. For Josh Applebaum, I'm Femi Bebfe. For our producer Elliot Bowman, we wish you all the best of luck. Coming up next, the handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown here on VCD Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.